Hi everyone, and welcome back to episode 26 of the Simply One Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. Don't call it a comeback! I, I don't know the rest of the lyrics. It's literally like the only part of the song I know. <laughs> Alright, we're just... <laughs> what are you doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends. We're I'm passionate about all things pop culture. If you're looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. I know you missed me. I was going to say. <laughs> Hide your mama. Hide your <laughs> sister. Daddy's in town. Oh, yeah. This week we got good old Chris here back in the mix. Yeah, the prodigal right. son he, returns. He, he thought you could get rid of me, huh? That's right. We thought maybe we'd gotten you, gotten you gone for good. <laughs> I'm just like oh, the wow, shit. That's, that's aggressively unprofessional. <laughs> I like that in the middle of you being like, yeah, you can't get rid of me. I'm the best. I'm back. Your fucking phone goes <laughs> off in the middle of recording. Oof. Man. I swear I never have my sound on. You know whose phone didn't go off in the middle of recording? Here we go. And it begins. Morgan. No, did you get to listen to her episode? I did. I did. It was really good. It, you know, it's you know, it, you know I'm glad to be back. You know. <laughs> Let's right. put yeah, it like yeah. that. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, it's good it's good to be back. Uh, no, no, I was gonna good. say. She did an excellent job, but I am glad to have you back with me. It just it just wasn't the same without you here, you know. It was like <laughs> it was like three doors down, you know. I'm here without you, baby. <laughs> I'm I'm listening to the podcast, looking out like a sunken window, you know. It's, it's just it's gloomy and what's all the, by myself. What's the the fucking Kid Rock Cheryl Crow song. What is it? You know, I put your picture away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's just you looking at a picture of me laying on the bed. <laughs> All sunburnt and fucking lobster red. You're in pain. Dude, yeah, I I was fucked up when I came home. I know, you came home like right as we started recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scared the shit out of us because we thought you were going to be home for like another three days. And I just came back. It just makes me think of the meme with Muscle Man where the door slowly opens and <laughs> yeah. it's just him and it's just his flesh. Yeah, because you were bright red, and you're just like, I was like, well, Morgan, do you still want to do it, or do you want Chris? And you were like, no, make her do it. I can't. Like, I, uh, I was like, I, I cannot. Yeah, I just I needed to sleep. And yeah, you were so fucking sunburnt. But no, uh, uh oh, uh oh, uh, you know what we need? We need fart mics. <laughs> I completely agree. Just a microphone that sits down by our butts, and so we can just be like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> No, so uh, we're doing a pretty news-heavy episode this week, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be taking a look at Gamescom opening night live, and then all of the footage and announcements that we got out of that. Um, but before that, we you know we still actually have quite a bit of general news to talk about. Um, we've got to talk about the Star Trek Four director dropping out for a Marvel gig. Oh. Uh, the DC may have found their Kevin Feige. Mm? Ezra Miller has actually been to meet with Warner Brothers since they announced they were going to seek help. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's been some <laughs> delays at DC, though. Mm, sure. Uh, the Bioshock film has a director. Okay. And then uh, the House of Dra- House of the Dragon premiered on HBO, uh, and, and was pretty pretty big. It was huge. It. Probably won't watch it. I I watched it, and it was actually pretty decent. I felt. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. You don't need to, to have. No. No, it's a prequel. I. By, but, like, 200 years. Meh. See, there might so be a little lore. 
Not, I mean, <laughs> no, there's not. no, there's not like <laughs> there's no, there's this no is, lore. This is lore for the, <laughs> yeah, the original for series. Thrones. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, we got a lot to talk about before we get into all the games from uh, Gamescom. So you just want to start start running on it? Fucking spit them at me. <laughs> spit it. Spit. I just got yoga to say, before we get before we get into it. Today was the first day. I got recognized for my podcast. Oh, yeah. Not, I mean, technically. Technically. But it was uh, my buddy's parents. And I, I just haven't seen them or anything like that. And I walked past them and then they're like, oh, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, hey. You know, like, I don't ever talk to them without my buddy being there. Right. Yeah. It's like this is like the first or second actual conversation we've ever had. And uh they're like, hey, we, you know, we really like the podcast. And I was like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Psych! They just, they call you a fucking, nerd. <laughs> fucking loser! You freak! You're worthless! Uh, uh, it did better! <laughs> just in the fucking chip aisle at Wally World. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just beating the shit out of me. <laughs> Holding on to the shelf, kicking me. Making me yeah. bite the curb. Yeah. They're actually just it's a it's a murder like. <laughs> no, I'm glad you brought that up only because I also meant to mention something and I'll have to put it in like the title of some in some way uh, today or this episode, I suppose, marks our six months of doing the podcast. Whoop, whoop. I've been doing it for 26 episodes, 52 weeks in a year. So this is a halfway point, baby. It really doesn't feel like that long. No, huh? not at all. It's like any good relationship, you know? Feels like mm -hmm. we've been doing it longer than that and like we just started, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we've been doing it that long. But then again, I sometimes can't remember what, like, my last name is, so I... Yeah, or your last meal. That is true. Oh. Uh, I'm starting okay. to peel, and I'm just like a... I'm molting. <laughs> like a fucking tarantula, just <laughs> shedding its exoskeleton. <laughs> You're just gonna fucking. Have you ever seen like time lapse videos of that where they're just oh, laying yeah. on their back and oh, it's just. Yeah. Like, I'm just picturing that, but it's you on the middle of your bedroom floor, <laughs> just on your back twitching reason, and skin's flaking just, off. For whatever reason, the ground's just wet. <laughs> yeah, there's just moisture. Uh, all, all right, this build up. Yeah. Right, let's talk about some shit. What do you think? Yeah, let's. Dude, I'm so ready to fucking talk. All right, let's start right here at the top. Matt Shackman, whose name I love. Uh, he's known for his work on the Game of Thrones. It's always set mm. in Philadelphia. And then most famously, uh, he was like the showrunner, I believe, for, for WandaVision. Oh. Uh, so he's dropped out of his directorial duties on the upcoming fourth Star Trek film out of like the newer series, The Chris Pine. Mm. And uh, he joined that project in September of 2021. So almost a year now he's been attached to that. But he has since been attached to the Fantastic Four film for Marvel after John Watts stepped away from the project. And so there were some schedule conflicts, and it seems he was like, well, I don't see... Because uh, also, Star Trek IV, or whatever they're going to call it, has been in some stage of development for, like, years now. And they just... Mm. Originally, they weren't going to be able to pay Chris Pine enough, and then they were going to have to bring Chris Hemsworth back as his father, because it was going to be a time travel movie, apparently. But unfortunately for them, when they cast Chris Hemsworth as the father in, like, the first Star Trek that came out in, like, 2007... Chris Pratt or Chris Hemsworth was nobody. You know what I mean? Right. 
and now he's fucking Chris Hemsworth. And they can't. They were like, "Oh, we don't want to, have to pay him Chris Hemsworth wages," you know. <laughs> and, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, sorry about it. But so they're in a weird spot there, where that movie. I don't even know if it's ever going to get made anyway. So I think for him, it's like, well, which movie do you make? This one that's going to make you know some money, maybe if they release it, or a massive Marvel tentpole movie. You follow that cheddar, baby. You know what it is to be a sellout. Yeah, right. And he's already got the. Uh, he's already got a little bit of a relationship with him because you figure he he basically started their TV uh, on Disney Plus with WandaVision, and that obviously did very well. Got like twenty four Emmy nominations and shit. So uh, I've got faith in him. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's like yes. a double news. That's like a double news because now we know that he is attached to Fantastic Four as well as he is not doing. Uh, Star Trek. Mm-mm. No way. Uh, he said pass. He said, welcome back to Gas or Pass. Making this fucking dope-ass Star Trek movie? Pass. pass. Getting paid several million dollars to direct Fantastic Four? Das. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, like that's diesel. Yeah, that's straight up fucking petroleum, baby. Like, uh, It's petrol, as they say, uh, <laughs> in places that's not the United States. Like it's Vin, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> straight up, straight up Vinny Diesel right there. <laughs> Vinny Call it Vincenzo. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Warner Brothers may have found their Kevin Feige in producer Dan Lin. Okay, so reportedly, Dan Lin is in early talks with David Zaslav at Warner Brothers Discovery to become the head of DC's film and TV division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan has produced several large successful projects that include the Lego series of films. Oh, uh, sh- oh, hold the phone. I can you said the Lego hear you double. I can hear you from across the hall. Is your door shut? Yeah. God damn, son. You're getting through two doors and a hallway. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> getting two turn over the Lego movie. Dude, that was my shit. That's a banger. Everything's awesome, you know? Dude, but hold on. Is. Wait. It's like, but wait, there's more. Uh, he also directed both It horror movies. Oh, just get stood, just get absolutely uh, dumb. And then uh, the live-action Aladdin film that grossed over a billion dollars for Disney. I, yeah. I didn't see Aladdin. It actually wasn't bad. I uh, I preferred it to like the Beauty and the Beast. Okay, but uh, but all in all, yeah, I mean he's he's been behind some pretty large successful franchises, so I think it's a wouldn't be a bad call, you know, that he obviously knows because <clears throat> like a producer's rule uh, role. Is I mean, at the end of the day, Kevin Feige is the executive producer of the Marvel series or Marvel films, you know. Mm. And so it's he. I help manage the money and I procure the 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 props and the, you know basically I'm in charge of a lot of the decision making. The director's there to make the vision happen, right? But the producer is the decision maker. So I think having somebody who's pretty gifted and skilled at at being a a producer on large scale projects like a Lego series uh, or it. You know, because both of the It movies were, you know, like $100 million horror movies, which is unheard of. Mm. And then, obviously, Aladdin grossed over a billion dollars for Disney. I thought the second one was all right. Yeah. Yeah. The the first one was really, really good. Yeah. The second one, I I thought it was all right. You done? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Just, you're like, yeah, I guess so, man. Fuck. Just no, but some... Yeah, I'm just talking from the heart, yeah. I'm like, well, no, just every film or project that I mention, you just have to give us your two-sentence review. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, do you, what, what do you mean? 
the creation of gas or pass is literally from <laughs> right well so then Right, so then just put in your two cents that way. Just hit me with a gas or pass. Interrupt me with gas or pass. <laughs> okay. I want to okay. hear you from across the hall go, Oh, shit! <laughs> gas or pass. <laughs> Aladdin. Uh, pass. pass. Gas. I don't know. Uh, some sources are saying that it's, like, honestly, just, like, whispers or rumors uh, that Dan Lin's going to be doing this, while others are saying that it's all the way into, like, wages and benefits being actively negotiated. So it's gas. kind of... Did you say gas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if Lynn were to take on this role, he would uh, reportedly, obviously, be answering directly to uh, David Zaslav, who runs Warner Brothers Discovery now, which would effectively make DC its own branch of the company without having to go through several people within Warner Brothers. Because yeah. as it stands now, DC is like, well, i got to talk to Warner Brothers and all that. And then Warner Brothers talks to Warner Brothers Discovery and all that, right? Whereas now it's just straight up. David Zaslav would talk to Dan Lin, or vice versa, kind of like uh, Kevin Feige has going on over at Disney with whoever replaced uh, Bob Iger. Can't think of the guy's mm -hmm. fucking name. It's another, it's another Bob. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of dope that, I mean, if they do have somebody, at least it feels like, okay, maybe they're here in the future going to start hitting the ground running. Uh, right. Really make some traction. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of DC and all that, so Ezra Miller and their agent, Scott Metzger, had a meeting with Warner Brothers uh, execs this past week to discuss ways they can keep the Flash on track for its mm -hmm. June 23rd release date, as well as to kind of reinforce their commitment to the project going forward. Mm -hmm. um, sources close to the actors said that none of the negative headlines about them uh, were bothering them or encouraging them to seek help, honestly. Because uh, it's been, what, like two years, basically, of, of crazy shit coming out about them. Yeah. But it was actually the fact that hearing how how seriously in danger the project was uh, of being canceled that motivated positive constructive action for uh, for Miller. Uh, apparently, people were close to him were or, you know close to Miller was saying that the character of Barry Allen means more to them than like anything, and the thought of losing that because of their behavior was enough to push them into seeking the help they need. Um, and it was like a really that was the, that was the wake up call. Not not charges being pressed, nothing like that. It was the fact that Warner Brothers was finally reaching a spot of like we may just have to fucking scrap this thing. Yeah, and I mean like, that's not a wait. that's not a bad like eye opener, I guess. Right. Yeah. I mean, at least there was that moment for them. Right. Yeah, you because know, sometimes there just isn't. Um, I meant to write more down here. Let me see if I can pull that back up here. Because there was quite a bit uh, that I was like, oh, shit, word? And I guess I closed the tab before I meant to. Let's see. Okay. All right, come on. Bingo. We're in it. We're in it. This is it right here, kids? It's game time. All right, so how was that phrase here? Basically, um, after months of upsetting headlines about Miller, blah, blah, blah. This is coming from, this one's from The Hollywood Reporter, by the way. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, apparently they said here, it has been receiving some of the highest scores at test screenings since Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movies, and executives and creatives believe they have a critical and box office hit on their hands that will live up to those scores. So, yeah, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I hope it's that fucking good. And the fact yeah. that now that they're able to get Miller in and hopefully get everything straightened around and let's, let's push this thing forward in a positive direction... And honestly, apparently that seems to be the general mood around the place. It's like, this is the most hopeful any of them have felt about the project in yeah. a long time, which makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's kind of good. That's cool that, that they're there. But also, uh, both the Aquaman sequel and the Shazam sequel have been delayed. 
uh, again, actually. This is one of the first news stories we talked about uh, six months ago, 26 episodes ago, uh, was that Aquaman and Shazam had been shuffled. Yeah. Well, here they are again. Uh, And so (laughs) Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom had a massive delay from March 27th of 2023 all the way to December 25th of 2023. Holy shit. That's eight fucking months. Uh, And Shazam Fury of the Gods moved from December of this year to Aquaman's old date of March 27th. So that's a big fucking shuffle. Now, I know that uh, there was some headlines going around that Warner Brothers Discovery might only have enough money right now with the way everything's been shuffling out to release like two more movies this year. And so that may be part of that is they're like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just release Black Adam because we're so close. Right. Mm. And push. (laughs) push these two guys out and then see how we end up, you know, by the end of the year. But also the, the article that I got this from was talking about how it came as a move for them of like, how can we spread out the marketing costs of be like these big tentpole projects mm-hmm. and, and not have to do it all up front like this, which makes sense. Cause you figure they're still basically settling into the acquisition and all that actively trying to find somebody to run DC and to then be like, here's, several hundred million dollars in marketing this for this project and then another several hundred million for this project and then this project behind it and they're like yeah we got a fucking that's a lot of money to be dumping and not really know if we're going to get it back yeah and so they're like let's just push everything back so we can get a clearer picture of this and i hope for them now that they can see okay this feels hopeful for the flash maybe that'll help bring in some some goodwill and some money uh, yeah. for them to to play with dang Holding it back that far though for Aquaman. I know that's intense. That's nuts. That's like camping. <laughs> intense. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts or questions or answers, comments, concerns about no. uh, about DC? I'm glad Ezra's getting help and um, you know everything like that. That's good to hear, especially for that reason. Like I said, like I don't think it's a bad eye opener because um, you know it. It would really suck if he came back. He's like, I'm only doing this so I don't lose my job. Right. But he came back and he was like, but the idea yeah. of them, like, you know, how meaningful it was to people, that kind of sucks. So I wanted to seek help. Yeah, exactly. They so, were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to We got to do something here. <clears throat> so Netflix's Bioshock adaptation uh, has a director in Francis Lawrence. So. Lawrence is most notably the director of all but the first of the Hunger Games films, including okay. the prequel of Songbirds and Snakes. Sorry, my my dog, my little helper is in here scratching. I don't know if you can hear the collar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that's that's their biggest project that I noticed from Francis Lawrence. Um, but then Michael Green, who has writing credits on Logan, Blade Runner 2049, and Death on the Nile, uh, oh, is set to shit. adapt the screenplay. So... <laughs> That's a pretty fucking. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> like the Hunger Games movies were. I mean, I mean, they weren't poorly directed. I thought. No, you know, I liked them. The the action was pretty good in them. Um, and then just the, especially some of those in the last. Uh, what is it? Not not Mockingjay Part Two, but Part One, where you see some of like the the rebel fighting and all that. Mm-hmm. There's some good shit in there, you know. <clears throat> and, and I could see some of like the stuff inside. Um, the capital, where it's kind of okay. How do we make this seem like a futuristic, culturally different world and all that? That kind of fits in with Bioshock a little bit. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, tell me a secret right now. I've never finished Mockingjay Part Two. 
Like I've never seen it. I and then like I with Harry Potter, I know even though I haven't seen the last one, I knew how it ended. But with uh, Hunger Games, I I still don't know. It's never been spoiled for me. I have no clue what happens to Katniss. Why do you do that? I don't know. Like it's just I I remember I watched part one. I was like, oh man, that's really good. And then I just poof, just gone. Continue. It was like off my radar. Like I never heard about it again until like two years later. And I was like, oh oh yeah, I gotta I gotta go see that. And then here we are, <laughs> a couple right more years later. Well. Want me to spoil it for you? No. All right. Well, then we'll have to watch it. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. <laughs> a very, movie, very movie. hot, lukewarm take on Mafia Day Part 2. It's just a list of all the movies that I never finished. Yeah, and we just burn through them. <laughs> you don't even watch them. I just spoil them for you. <laughs> it's just me trying to describe to you what happens in these movies that... Maybe I haven't seen in three, four, or five years. <laughs> I'm going, and then I think such and so, oh no, wait, hold on, I gotta back up. That actually happens for, and you're like, okay, that sounds painful to listen to and to perform. Yeah. So we're not going to do that. Um, but no, I hope that this doesn't really talk about Bioshock. I hope that it doesn't really stray from the source material too much because Bioshock's a fucking banger of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about it last week, Morgan and I. It's one of my favorites. And so I'm not like, again, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not worried, like it wringing my hands, but I'm concerned insofar as I want to go. That'd be really good to get a good movie out of it. Yeah. And so I don't want to get my hopes up on it. But uh, like you've got both ends of the spectrum for Netflix adaptations as far as video game adaptations, where fucking the Resident Evil series was so bad that it got canceled after one season. And then... Uh, you know, you've got The Witcher, which is a banger for them. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that we lean... And it's going to be a movie, not a series. So I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, I think a, a movie makes sense. I don't want to see him string it out, but I don't know. I don't know. I just... Fuck. Don't... Fuck! I don't know. Okay? Get off me. Uh, movies make me so nervous, though, because they try to cram so much in there. Yeah. I'll just go the fucking uh, the Irishman route and just make it nine hours. Yeah. Cram it all in there and make it too long. Or do like a series of films. Yeah, you could do that. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. Dope, 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 dope. Uh, last bit here. I talked about HBO's House of the Dragon up top there. It was the largest debut for HBO with over 10 million viewers. And the premiere episode has been met with mostly positive feedback from fans and critics. And it was so successful for HBO that it's already received the green light on the second season before its second episode has even aired. Um, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. It's performing bigly. Uh, and, and I think that's... I, I mean, you know, whatever, man. It's I enjoyed it, like I said. I'm a little biased because I really disliked the, uh, the ending for Game of Thrones. But also, with this being so disconnected, I'm trying not to let that cloud my judgment, you know what I mean? But also, with it being a prequel 200 years prior or whatever, it's still in my head of like, yeah, but I know what fucking happens, you know what I mean? Like, wherever any of this leads, I know what it leads to. And it's fucking Bran the Broken being on the goddamn Iron Throne. Horse shit. Horse shit! I, maybe I will have to watch it. You should watch both. Because like, even though Game of Thrones has a pretty faceplant of a finale, 
The first five seasons are fucking phenomenal. How many episodes and how long are the episodes? Uh, episodes are roughly an hour. I want to say each season is like between eight and ten episodes, and there's five ep- or eight seasons altogether. But the last two are like six episodes, but they're a little bit longer. All right, maybe I'll burn through them. Yeah, I guess pretty good. Like I said, aside from the absolute belly flop that is season eight, it's pretty good. Like, I don't think I'm in a... I'm not breaking any new ground to say that Game of Thrones was a really good show. It obviously was a, a, a critical and commercial success, so I'm not, mm-hmm. like, opening your eyes to some... You know, let me put you on to something here. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But it is. I mean, it's a really good show. I was very late to it. I only watched it to catch up with my wife so I could watch the finale episode, and I literally did. I watched the finale episode. was the only episode that I got to watch as it aired. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a letdown. Well, so yeah, and so then I got like a really clear picture of of like how stark contrast, that's a little pun for the fans there, uh, the differences between like the good series, the good seasons and the finale seasons is because like I watched the whole show in like two to three weeks. And so it was like, fuck, dude, I was like burning through this thing. And then it just all of a sudden it was like driving into water. I was like, oh, man, we were down here what's going on this isn't good anymore and then i just powered through and got to the finale and was like look dude like i i didn't want to you know i'm riding the wave of like the the excitement and the anticipation and all that where i'm like i'm looking over at my wife and i'm like because she's a big mega fan and so i'm like kind of looking over at her and i'm like well what, what did you think because i have a weird feeling in my gut of like i don't think that was very satisfying at all like i didn't like that but i don't maybe i'm wrong you know what i mean so I'm looking over at her, and I'm like, what do you think, Ben? She kind of, like, shrugged her shoulders and was like, I don't, I don't know, man. And then I gave it a, ba- a day or two. I went to bed because it was kind of late when it finished. And then I, came, I woke up the next day, and all that was on my fucking Facebook and Reddit and Twitter was like, Game of Thrones is dog dicks. And I'm like, okay, good. It wasn't just me. <laughs> but all that yeah, to say, that actually, I... yeah, like, I enjoyed the first episode of House of Dragon. All right. Well, uh, all right. I'll give it a poke. I'll give both of them a poke. Yeah, but but first we gotta add finish our to shows. I gotta watch. List. I was gonna say add it to the list. I gotta watch uh, both the boys and Better Call Saul, and you've got to oh. finish Better Call Saul. Oh, I finished the boys. Yeah, you did. Oh, we gotta touch base on this because yeah, I, let's do that <laughs> and watch it. Let's do that and what you're thinking about. Yeah, um, you want me to write it down? Yeah, don't let me forget. All right. And then also, uh, while we're talking about that, I meant to bring it up in the news, but I, it kind of slipped my mind. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan got cast for season four in The Boys. Yeah. Oh, Don't know who or why or how, but yeah, he's the he is in season four as a character. So. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to talk about Gamescom 2022, baby? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you do. All right. So let's see. Let's just I'm going to I've got a list pulled up of like all the big bangers because I'm like, there might be some that I. If I were to just try and write off a memory, I'd forget. So mm-hmm. let's see here. Let's start up here. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy had a trailer uh, that my wife creamed her jeans for. And it was about basically like what happens when you practice the dark arts. Um, is that the one? I thought there was already a trailer out for that. Or is this a completely new game? Well, so we've had a few trailers for Hogwarts Legacy. We've had like okay, the yeah. first trailer, and then like a very extended like gameplay trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this one came out at Gamescom. It uh, looks good. Yeah, it does. 
Let's see. The ones that jumped out at me. I didn't watch every single trailer and every single thing, uh, but the ones that kind of piqued my interest. The Outlast Trials? Do you want to start with that? Oh, yeah. That looks so fucking good. Yeah. So I'm excited about the the Outlast Trials because uh, I enjoy both of the Outlast games as horror games, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, the idea of how do you transition that into a co-op experience kind of piques my interest. Let me uh, mm-hmm. let me let me pull up the description for the Outlast Trials here for you. Mm-hmm. The Outlast Trials is an upcoming first-person psychological horror survival video game developed by blah 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 blah. The third installment serving as a prequel. Uh, oh, it's during the Cold War experiments. Uh, let's see here. Come on, Wikipedia, do me better than that. Come on, got it. I was almost certain it was co-op, isn't it? Single-player or multiplayer. Yeah. But let's see. Apparently there's an Outlast 3 in development as well. Like, this isn't the Outlast 3. Yeah, because there's... Well, because technically this would be Outlast 4, because there's Outlast, Outlast Whistleblower. Well, so Whistleblower is just an expansion to the first one. Oh. Oh, I thought it was one of those, like, half games. No, it's kind of like a... I mean, I think technically it is, but yeah, it's more like a an add-on to to the first one than anything. Okay. I think it was originally DLC, and then it got released as like a standalone thing in some of the packages and such. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know that there's actually that much info as far as a release date, other than I know that we got, in, in this trailer that they showed us, um, we got a beta starting around Halloween. Yeah. Which I want to figure out how we sign up for that because I want to be in on that. And yeah, then just so picture it, picture it with me, you, me, Morgan, and my father. Shredding it. That would be a nightmare. Just, that'd be a nightmare. My dad being there. Come on. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I do wonder if they'd add any. It seemed like maybe there was minor combat because typically uh, Outlast is about like just running and hiding. There's no combat mm-hmm. involved. Um, but it seemed like maybe they were setting traps. And stuff that were going off, like an, like an electrical bomb went off Yeah. Uh, at one point in the trailer. And so I'm wondering if there's some sort of like defensive attacks that you can perform where you're not you're not killing them. You're just slowing them. Uh, right. And I wonder how involved you and I had floated the idea when we watched it of maybe it being like, what? how did we like co-op appetitive, you know? Where yeah, it's like you, you, you can work together if it's beneficial for both parties. But like if it's not. It's yeah, you're you're probably not going to worry about them because you have to worry about you. Mm-hmm. Which I would like. Yeah, I um, think that sounds cool, too. There was... Uh, did you ever play any of the games called Fear? Mm-mm. So Fear 3 what, was a... So there were horror games that were kind of horror shooters. Mm-hmm. But Fear 3 had that kind of... It was a co-op game where actually at the end of each like chapter or section of the game you and your co-op partner got points and you were trying to get more points than your partner. And so there was, it was, they, they coined that term of like co-opetition where yeah. yes, you guys have to both get through and you can work together, but like it kind of encouraged some kill, you know, kill stealing and things like that where you're like, I right. want the points though, you know? Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting dynamic. Yeah, but absolutely. Um, the Callisto protocol, we got uh, another bit of gameplay from that. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that the, one looks really the, like, good. Dead space mm-hmm. spiritual mm-hmm. sequel kind of thing with fucking Josh Duhamel. Yeah, the the gore looks brutal in it. Yeah, um, it does look very, um, like very Dead Space. 
and I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, Dead Space is really good, so I'm... That's not negative, but I'm almost like, is this just basically a Dead Space reskin? You know what I mean? With us yeah. also getting a Dead Space remake, I'm like, well, okay. Are we just going to have two of the same game? Right. I'd be more happy with them taking the Dead Space idea and expanding on it. You know, which maybe this is, but yeah, just the combat and stuff that I've seen. Even down to, like, shooting at the monster in the head in this most recent one. Mm-hmm. The head explodes and then regrows, and the monster actually gets stronger. Whereas in Dead Space, the whole thing was dismemberment was, was the way to kill them. As opposed okay. to headshots and body shots. And so, I don't know. Right. Even down to the, the gameplay of the combat looked pretty, pretty Dead Space similar. So, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, let's see. Dune Awakening. Oh! Oh! Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> like, talk about that one? Yeah. Just like when I first saw it, I was like, like the graphics on Like, I was like, oh, this is a movie. Because right. when I yeah. first saw it, a buddy showed me at work. And he didn't say nothing. He goes, hey, watch this. And it's starting. And it opens up with just the trailer. I was like, oh. And then I was like, oh, no, it's a game. And then, like, it just kept blowing my mind. <laughs> like, so I was like, yeah. Okay, now, keep in mind. Like, I mean, that's just a. That's not gameplay, obviously. No, it's a cinematic, but still. Yeah, but still, yeah. I mean, that's where we're at, though. Where yeah, I don't though? imagine the cinematic's going to be that good and then just have, like, 8-bit graphics. Oh, I don't know, man. That's that's how some of these MMOs do you. Really? Oh, yeah. Like what? Uh, like, Diablo and some of those will have, like, just incredible... Or, like, the... Not, not nearly as, like, 8-bit, like you're talking... But like the uh, Elder Scrolls Online will have like super incredible uh, CG trailers, and then it's like still running on the fucking Skyrim engine. You know what I mean? I don't play like Diablo or anything like that. But I know I know yeah, that's gonna be style. a survival MMO. Yeah, that I'm excited for that. I think that's cool. Like a Fallout yeah. 76. Yeah. Well, I hope hopefully not like Fallout 76. <laughs> it's getting better. It is, but it's also been out for like four years. That's true. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, on the one hand, it is getting better, but on the other hand, it's taken them this long. (laughs) And you still have to buy the expansions that make it better. Whereas then you look at, like, uh, No Man's Sky, where every update's been free, and it's a banger. Yeah. I I like that you determined that that No Man's Sky is just, you're not smart enough to play it. Yeah, man. Like, it's just, it's, it's a smart person's game, and that's just, it's not me. And that really bums me out, because, like, I love playing it, but I get kind of bored quickly because it's like all right i'll 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 figure out how to put fuel in my tank and then i'll start yeah and like i'm just like i gotta i don't know how to or like if i need to get more health like and you got to make health like i can't all i know is i i can sell stuff for a lot of units and i'll just try to buy cool ships yeah yeah like that's all i can really do and as much fun as that station and hope for a cool ship to fly in. So yeah, and I practice, I practice all the alien languages so I can understand everybody, hoping yeah. that they can show me the way. Yeah, teach me. Yeah, but, I'm just, uh, I think yeah, I'm really dumb for that game. I don't think you're dumb, don't say that. You was kind, you was smart, you was important. <laughs> uh, no, so Dune Awakening, yeah, like we said, it was pretty, uh, uh, you know, it was a pretty beautiful trailer, but didn't really give us any indication of how, like, gameplay would work or anything like that um but, i imagine yeah, that's I mean, probably not going to be out for a while yeah i would think so i don't know that it even gave us a Mm-mm, i don't think it did. no but a release yes yeah, so a release hasn't been announced yet but you can sign up for a beta already 
Which, yeah, I would, again, I got, yeah, we got to figure out how the fuck we to do that. Yeah. And that one's coming to Xbox, PS5, and Steam. Oh, I better mention that on, on the others. Well, let's see, Callisto Protocol coming to, I think, everything. Uh, and then Hogwarts Legacy is also coming to PlayStation, which it's been in a little bit of hot. There's a, it's been like people going, damn, more PlayStation exclusive stuff. Uh, apparently, there's a quest in Hogwarts Legacy that you can only play on PlayStation. Damn. Which, like, that kind of blows for the people that don't have a PlayStation and don't want to have to buy a PlayStation, especially with it coming to several platforms. I mean, <laughs> just goes to show <laughs> PlayStation's better than Xbox. I mean, <laughs> I was out here saying, you know, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, oh, yeah. Did you ever play Tales from the Borderlands? It was one of the Telltale I, games. No, no. I've played Borderlands one and then I, which was really good. Um, and then I, the, not the second one, but the one after that I played, and it was dog ass. All I know is it was dog ass. Um, yeah, pre sequel was not good. Yeah, I stopped playing it after that. Yeah, but uh, apparently, yeah, the the Telltale Games team came out and were like, hey, yeah, we're making another, uh, we're making a sequel to Tales from the Borderlands. And I never got to play Tales from the Borderlands, uh, but I remember, like, when it came out, I was, I was watching a lot of like other like YouTubers play it and shit. Sure. And I, I enjoyed watching it. I think maybe Jack Septicai did it or something like that. Not a sponsor. Um not a sponsor. But it was really fun to watch and, and had a good story and all that. So I'm like shit. Oh shit. I, you know, maybe I need to play the first one myself and then when this comes out I can play that. Um, apparently Sonic Frontiers, uh I didn't watch it because I have no interest in it. I saw the first footage from uh, um, oh god I don't remember when they announced it but and it wasn't very good looking it looked like very early like test footage and they're like yeah this game's almost done like this is coming out this year and I'm like oh word uh, it doesn't <laughs> look like it but apparently whatever footage they showed for this like this list or article that I'm using to, for the list of games announced straight up says this game still looks like complete doo-doo so that's uh, that's not good. <laughs> when a fucking <laughs> like an article is just yeah, it's doo doo and like rough. Uh, but if they said, but if you are excited for the game, it's coming out November eighth. So that's not a good sign either. The fact that they're like, yeah, no, it's coming out this year, and everybody's like, it is not done. It is not ready. That bitch had better bake about another forty five minutes. <laughs> we got it's a just cool started. Uh, world premiere trailer for a Bloodborne style, like Souls like game based on Pinocchio called Lies of P. Did you see that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want me to send that shit to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What we'll do is we'll get quiet while, you, while we watch it. That way the editing will just take out the. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. That looks really good. Right? Like, it sounds goofy. But it, it makes me think of, uh, have you ever heard the game Fable? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Kinda, I can see that. Kind of a little bit like that, maybe, but a little more steampunky. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that looks really like, fucking cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. really fucking cool. The combat is like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like there's that that scene with that big machines charging you, and you got your arm, and it's like 
getting all electric and then you blast them. Yeah. And seeing just that the classic Soulsborne, like the parry mechanic of seeing them like perfect block and then counter mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God. And then I'll never be able to do it. You know? <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> fuck, it looks cool to see it though, man. <laughs> the day, you're going to accidentally do it one day and you're just, uh, <laughs> just start you start levitating. Yeah, just wumble, wumble, wumble. <laughs> yeah, so that's coming out in 2023. They didn't have like a specific date other than just, um, yeah, the the 2023. And apparently it's going to be on uh, Xbox Game Bass day one. So good for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Do you know what that is? You're knocking. You're knocking on a door that I have kept locked. And I swear to God. I don't Do you actually know there. Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Killer Clowns from Outer Space terrified me because I saw it way too young. I saw it at like yeah, a dude. ripe age of five. Yeah. So that fucked me up so hard, bro. It's the reason my, my sister's in the same boat as you. It's the reason my sister has chlorophobia. She's afraid of clowns because of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Yeah, that shit terrified me. So apparently it's going to be like they're making a game of it and it's uh, I'm just crying? fucking I'm crying. I'm just no, because it's no, going to be everywhere. And it's an asymmetrical horror game where three people play as the three clowns. And then I think four or I know I think it was seven. So there's a total of 10 people all together. Seven other people are trying to like either kill the clowns or escape them, you know, whatever it is. But it's kind of like a. Uh, like a Dead by Daylight or the yeah. um, the the Friday for the Thirteenth and all that, right, right. But I just when I saw, I was like, "What?" Like that came out of nowhere for me. The Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and I'm like, you know what? I I'd play it. Like, I don't know, man. And uh, guess what? We can sign up for the beta here. It says. I guess we'll we can be get in there early for the, the beta. Yeah. Sure. Shit, Xbox, there PS4, it is. PS5, looking. and Steam. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you pull it up? Yeah, here I let me watch it. Gotta go yeah, watch it with you. Here we send the send the link. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. They just and it's actually them... from the people of Friday the Thirteenth. It just looks way too much like the movie, like the clowns do. Yeah, are you afraid like, you won't be able to do it? I, I might, I might, I might shit my pants or something, man. Well, no, nah, I'll, I'll give it, it a whack. All right, yeah, I'll give it a whack, but I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> that would be my big fat ass. That would be my big fat ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we got two fucking everybody's... trailers for Dead Island 2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be my big fat ass. <laughs> that would uh, be my big fat ass. Mm-hmm. So did you see did you get to see both trailers? The gameplay and then the cinematic? I believe so. I know I saw the cinematic. You want me to try and find you the Yeah, why don't you? Gameplay. Yeah, Jamie, pull that up. Yeah, let me get you here. It's the... <laughs> that would be my big fit. That would be my big fit. Let's see here. I like this has just evolved into us just looking up videos and watching the <laughs> And then we're gonna be clipping them. Yeah. Clip it! Clip it! <laughs> clip it! Alright. Oh, come on. I just click follow and watch on YouTube. Yeah, it's loading them. 
Holy shit. What? It's not letting me... It's telling me to sign in. It won't let me sign in. Let me just pull it up on my phone. No, I can't, because then I'll... I'll just mute your mic. Okay. I'm now starting it. That looks really good, too. The gameplay itself. Yeah, like, it's... It's brutal, and but funny. You know, there's definitely the, like, the tongue-in-cheek slant to it. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, I mean, at one point, what, just straight punches through the face of the zombie? Well, yeah, and the zombie rips that guy's head off, and he, you know, half of his head is gone, and he goes to put the cigarette up and falls over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it looks really good. Um, I played the first Dead Island. I oh, mean, yeah. And I remember when the first, or when the, the Dead Island 2 trailer first came out, like, years ago at this point. Um, and so it's just kind of really exciting to see that, oh, my God, it's it's got a release of February 3rd, I think it says. Uh, well, that's not too far. No, that's like five months away. And so, I'm fucking cool with that, you know. And you and I need to fucking play Dead Island 1 and Riptide uh, together since we yeah. played uh, Dying Light. We also need to play Dying Light 2, which is apparently really good. And um, they showed off uh, a trailer for like an expansion for that, I, th I think. Okay. Uh, that I didn't watch because I'm like, well, I haven't played the the base right. game. Well, let's I've see. Then there were some games. I've heard it was really good. Then I've also heard it was really mid. Did my fart come through? No. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> there was a section at Gamescom called. Sorry, did you have anything more about Dying Light? Or sorry, Dead Island. Oh, for Dying Light, I said, I uh, I heard the second one. I've heard it was good, but I've also heard it was really really bad. See, I, I remember when that first came out that you said that to me, and I never heard any of the negative stuff. Was that, like, online that you were reading that, or people that you know? Online. Like, just saying it was mid. Like, it wasn't, it was alright. Yeah, no, I never got any of that. I got a lot of, like, yeah, this is good shit. Hmm. So I think maybe we should play it and find out for ourselves, because we really enjoyed Dying Light. It was, it was really good. But no, so there is a segment called, uh... The future games show at Gamescom, where they're looking forward, obviously, at, at some of the upcoming games uh, through this year and next year. Hold on. Excuse you. Uh, there was a game called War Trauma that they showed some gameplay for that apparently also has a demo available on Steam, so we may have to play that. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't really know how to describe it other than, like, uh, they've referenced, as well as other people have referenced, PT. Um... Where it's it's the idea of walking through familiar like and in this way they describe it as an endless maze trenches and mm -hmm. to me it looked World War One ish but apparently it takes place during the events of World War Two, um, and he's being pursued by an unknown monster that the protagonist uh, and he's trying to solve uh, puzzles and all different kinds of terrors and stuff to try and to get through whatever he's getting through. Uh, but, I mean, I like the psychological horror games a lot. Um, I mean, just, yeah. The, it feels the, like there's something to tell you. Yeah, especially, like, just the fact that it's, like, in the trenches at night. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. it's, like, raining and shit like that. Like, you don't know what's out there. And No. Oh, oh yeah. I'm excited uh, about that game. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. And then, hey, uh, Peter. let's see. SCP Secret Files, like, oh, dude, yeah. 
I tried to put you onto SCPs earlier this year, uh, and you kind of like half bit on it. But it's just a lot, and I feel like I would flop trying to explain it. Well, you'll never know if you don't try, you know? All right, well, maybe I will. Welcome back! <laughs> <laughs> just fucking cut in with the with cryptid <laughs> corner. But no, so um, if people don't know what SCPs are, Chris is right. There is a lot to it. We would have to fully explain that to you. But they're pretty popular anymore. Um, but I mean, so you can look it up. SCP, it's literally just the initials. Uh, but yeah, this game looked like it had all kinds of different styles of gameplay mm-hmm. mixed in, where like at times it was like kind of uh, a painted first person, like a long dark. And then other times it was very like clear first person, yeah. you know, like a realistic take. And then other times it was fully 8 bit with, you know, Game Boy style text popping up. Um, and it looked like it's very mind bending, um, and I just I liked the. Oh, good. I, I really enjoy a good like, almost like bureaucracy in a game, similar to like, did you ever play Papers Please? No. Yeah, we got to play that one. That's a good. That's one of my favorite indie games. Um, but just the idea of like you know, here's all the corporate bullshit that I'm going to feed you about you know the SCP and why we do what we do and right. Um, and I just I think there could definitely be some some promise there. And then the nice thing to find out about was that it comes out September thirteenth, which is in like two weeks. Yeah, yo, yeah, And apparently that's just on PC, but then it's coming to consoles in twenty twenty three. They didn't give a date for the twenty twenty three, just that it's next year. Fucking um, get wrecked. <laughs> fucking PC master race. That's whoa. That's a Reddit thing. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't make it more than it is. <laughs> I've never heard of that. You've never heard PC Master Race? Oh, yeah. No. It's like making fun of... It's PC players making fun of themselves for that behavior of, like, we are the Master Race because we play PC. Okay. Um, or it's like, oh, what do you... What, you know, what do you, what, what's your rig like? And they're like, oh, I just got a PS4. And you're like, eh, plebe. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> they're automatically beneath <laughs> you. <laughs> let's say yeah PC Master Race and then apparently there is I didn't get to watch the trailer for it uh, but apparently there was a game called Snackoon like raccoon but snack right oh, and I the way it was that. described was stray but with a cheeky raccoon mm-hmm. uh, it's described <laughs> as a stealth exploration game um, but it looks like you can cause all kinds of chaos as you're scurrying around digging through trash looking for a meal mm-hmm. um and I'm down with that. I really enjoyed Stray. When I finished it, I was sad that it was over. Um, you never got to finish it, did you? No, I still got to go through and burn it. You've got, you're a busy boy, I'll tell you. I am. You're like, yeah, you're telling me. Yeah, I'm fucking living it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about from any of those games that we did, didn't touch on? I feel like we touched on the, all of them. Let me see. I have it pulled up here if there's any other games might have missed. No? Yeah. Hello? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was reading about one here. Sorry, bud. Uh, Moonbreaker was one that I wanted to kind of not talk about like, at length because I haven't seen too much about it other than just like the elevator pitch sounds cool to me. So it's Hearthstone meets XCOM. Do you know what either of those games are? No. So Hearthstone is like a colony builder of like 
where you're playing as the individual colonists. Of like, okay, this guy, I've got these six people, and they're going to have to do these jobs for me. And you can have them dig and build and whatever, right? Sure. Um, to build up your colony. And then, do you know what XCOM is? Mm-mm. So that's like a turn-based strategy game where it's you're basically the men in black fighting an alien invasion. Oh, okay. And it's made by this game, Moonbreaker, is being yeah, it's a combination of those two, and it's actually being made by the developer of Subnautica. Oh, okay, yeah. And Subnautica is a really solid survival game. Yeah, uh, that's a really good game. And so I'm like, oh well, shit. I like all three of the things that were just mentioned to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's one that I'm kind of excited to keep an eye on. And apparently, we get to play it in early access on September 29th. So that's also yeah, pretty soon. That's a month away. Far. Yeah. So that's the nice thing about most of the games that we saw here. We get to play sooner rather than later, um, whether it be through beta or otherwise. Right. Just the full game. Yeah. So I'm jazz, baby. No, I, I'm really excited. Yeah. Are you excited, though? <laughs> I'm so. You have no fucking clue how excited <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, shit. Fuck. I closed the wrong tab. I closed my fucking notes. <laughs> you fucking... Jesus. You mooly. There it is. Okay. I was freaking out. I'm like, oh no, I've never done that before. What do I do now? <laughs> like, I don't I fucking know what comes happened. next. You're just so pretty. <laughs> uh, what's your thinking about, baby? Welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. Yeah, y'all know. You missed it. You're earning for yeah, they it. they had it last week. It. You're thinking about it. They had it last week. It just ain't like mine. <laughs> With my cryptids, like I get it. at you, though. It's cute. Welcome <laughs> back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. <laughs> now, so this one, I stumbled. <clears throat> so, it is called Organism 46-B. Are we allowed to say that word on here? Yeah, we are. All right, cool. <laughs> so the creature organism 46B was an aquatic beast allegedly captured by the Russian scientific team near the research outpost in Vostok Station. Okay. So this thing is like 33 feet long. <laughs> okay. It's like a fucking school bus. I was going to say it's a goddamn Mack truck. Yeah, dude, it's a long, 14-tentacled, squid-like creature which lived in Lake Vostok, a subglacial lake located under two miles of ice beneath the station in in Antarctica. This thing was like, you know, uh, in this ice way down. Let's see here. The animal could release a a toxin into the water that immobilizes its prey from a distance up to 150 feet displaying an astonishing degree of shape-shifting with its limbs. And they were able to animate and still be aggressive even after amputation. And it showed its considerable degree of both hostility and intelligence. So this thing is fucking <laughs> wiggling its arms, like figuring shit out. After they've been off. Yeah, spitting nasty venom at you. Right, killing spitting you. venom. Venom. Let's see, I have an encounter here pulled up. And this is like, this is really the only. At, this one's at the most detailed I found of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I don't know how you're coming out of this. What do you mean? 
Like, how do you encounter this thing? And then, right, like, yeah. Get away. So the Vostok station, established by the Soviets in 1957, was discovered to have been uh, sighted atop of a vast body of liquid of water beneath the ice in 1974. Um, after the station... Wait, I missed a line. <laughs> after 30 years of ice core drilling, the research team finally breached through to the lake on February 5th of 2012. This was the only encounter must have this is the only encounter must have occurred some time between the 30th uh, November 2016 when the story first broke the original encounter okay so this happened in 2012 or 2016 so they broke the ice in 2012 and then they discovered it in 2016 okay uh, so let's see sorry I need to grab my glasses I can't see yeah you should just always have them on really at this point what are you gonna do there we go so, Dr. Anton claims to have been part of the first scientific expedition to explore the lake. We encountered organism 46B on our first day. It disabled our radio, which we later learned to our alarm that it was intentional. It was also able to paralyze its prey from a distance up to 150 feet by releasing its venom into the water. Tragically, my colleague and lifelong friend was killed this way. We were unable to recover the body. Later, while driving in the lake, the group were attacked. The creature releasing its venom into the water, which took a hold of one of them and killing them and eating them. As Dr. Uh, Anton Patica stated, He tread water wearing a blissful smile as the organism approached him. We watched helplessly as it used its arms to tear off its head, then popped its remains in its mouth. It was as if it had a... It, it was as if it had hypnotized him telepathically. Jesus. I mean, and what blows my mind is like, Octopi are so smart. Right. So it's like, it makes me think of like Arrival almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Septipods. All right. Yeah. I mean, and so this thing's frozen. Now, it, the, telepathy, that's a little far stretch for me. But the yeah. venom is still in like, you know, you know, octopi are very, very smart. Let's see here. And then still later, uh, Organism 46B stalked the group, displaying its shape shifting ability, and it was able to give itself the form of like a human diver just with its tentacles just cock and ball torture that's all it is <laughs> that's <laughs> whoa <laughs> i just said a cock and ball and you're just like <laughs> straight up torturing like no but this thing was able to like take its tentacles and like form it to look like uh, a human swimming in the distance right and when you see just like that movement you, yeah, you know, like, oh, you know, a, sh- a shark's really yeah, a shark's not swimming like a human. A human swims like a human. And then you get closer, um, and it spits its venom at you, and you're yeah, frozen and in place, and you start to drown, and then it eats you. Well, right here it says, "We thought it was one of my colleagues swimming towards us in scuba gear. By the time the closest scientists had realized what it was, it had grabbed them and torn them into bits." Fuck. It says, "Escaping the creature, uh, a member of the team managed to lob off one of its." one of 46B's tentacles, although later the limb attacked the group again. Later that night, it slid across the ice bank and strangled her. Jesus Strangled one of the members even after being, uh, you know, detached. After finally trapping the creature in the tank, the surviving members of the team brought it to the surface where they claim Russia officials seized the beast and told uh, the, the international press that nothing had been found. Yeah, I bet not. And in the aftermath... So here, and this is where it's like, 
Ooh. <laughs> Dr. Patika fled the country after uh, allegedly discovering that Russian President Vladimir Putin had plans to weaponize Organism 46B. The Russian government has declined all knowledge of these claims. Any knowledge of these claims. But that shit kind of fucking blows my mind because it's like, <laughs> oh no. That sounds kind of real. <laughs> like that I was going to say, that's that like sounds enough detail real. that you're like, <laughs> I think this happened in some way. Like, I mean, you know, and it is kind of like, sure, there were huge squid, you know, uh, millions of years ago. If one did freeze in Antarctica. Right. Well, and we to, think that colossal squid still exist. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're, they do in a way. They're just, they're not that big, but. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we're finding them like in, in the bellies of sperm whales and shit yeah but i mean like 30 feet like that's not too that's not unrealistic no because let's see the colossal squid come on now is i'm just looking for a measurement uh maximum total length has been estimated between 33 and 46 feet so like it's sometimes called the antarctic squid or giant cranch squid so i mean it could be one of these guys, or like a relative of one of these guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's more intelligent and is able to pop yeah. poison out of its uh, suction things or whatever, or however, however it does it. But I think that's fucking nuts because, like, you know, it, it's just such a funny little read, and then it goes, yeah, and then they went out and said that the government took him, and he fled the country. <laughs> like, he yeah, fled like, the country. He was like, I gotta get out of here. Like that's, you know what it makes me think of, and we should talk about this. I would want to take part in the conversation because it's a story that's always fascinated me, and, I, and I'm kind of somewhat passionate about. Is have you ever heard of the Dyatlov Pass incident? Maybe. Bunch of campers and, or, and hikers up in the mountains in Russia, and they all died in weirdly mysterious ways, and everybody nobody can figure out what happened to them. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, maybe that's next that. week's topic. I was going to say, yeah, maybe next. You know what? Yeah, let's. And I, I could tie it back. There was a game I played called Colot that was based around the, the Dyatlov Pass incident. So There we fucking go. There we go, baby. I'll have to play that game and finish it by next week. Not really, because we can just talk about the incident itself. I mean, if you want to play the game, you can. No, it's fine. I won't bring it up anymore. I don't even. <laughs> like, maybe next week. I don't know. I don't know. We don't want to spitball too much about what we're going to do. Maybe because, like, I don't know that it's enough to do a whole episode about, like, a full uh, 90 minutes. Yeah. But, you know, maybe we each have something that we bring to the table, a story or two. Oh, ooh, I like where that's going. Or do we save that for, like, Halloween and we almost have <gasps> tell scary stories? Oh, yeah! Scary stories! I fucking love that idea. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Got me kicking my feet to... back here like a kid. <laughs> Let me write that down here. Like, I'm an old man. I actually legitimately write pen and paper notes here. Halloween idea. We could talk about, like, uh... We'll talk about it off off podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halloween idea. If you have anything you want us to talk about on Halloween, definitely send us an email at simplywellmailbag at gmail.com. <laughs> or in the weeks leading up, because, like, we really don't have much in the way of movies or shows right now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing um, else. I mean, we could talk about She-Hulk when it finishes. Yeah. Um... And then, I mean, we, I guess we've got Andor starting up here soon. Oh, I'm very excited. Andor's going to be going on for a while, too. Yeah, like 12, it's 12 episodes for the first season. Mm-hmm. 
But the first day, uh, like three episodes dropping. Three dropped. episodes are dropping. Sorry, I'm writing down Dives Love Pass. There we go. Okay. But now, I'm sorry, I don't know I don't know if I interrupted you. Were you done talking about uh, the organism? Yeah, or, yeah. Organism, organism 46B. Yeah. 46B, I mean, okay. I just thought it was super interesting because, you know, like I said, it doesn't seem too drastically far-fetched, like, you know, maybe a little bit of the uh, hypnosis with telepathy, but, yeah. like, having venom that, you know, makes you go paralyzed, like, that's a real thing. Like, there are animals that have that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if it is oh. real... Then, I was thinking I, I played circles in my head. Um, so I'll walk you through my thought process. I was thinking, well, something maybe like the cordyceps, you know, as far as yeah. like, quote unquote, mind control, where maybe the, the poison makes the mind odd and somehow attracts you towards the squid, you know? Sure. Um, but then that made me go, oh, like in The Last of Us, man, <gasps> we got actual footage from The Last of Us. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, didn't even put it in the news. I forgot about it entirely. Oh, th that was all I was saying. So let's touch up on that because it's also The Last of Us. So I'll bob on them forever. Yeah. So, yeah, we. I mean, it was literally only like 15 seconds. But basically, when um, the House of the Dragon uh, premiered, they played a trailer either before or after it. That's like the future of HBO. You know, and here's all the shows coming out at the end of this year. And then it was like, you know, and coming next year, you know? And mm -hmm. it was like fucking HBO original series The Last of Us and yeah we get just quick little glimpses of like Joel and Ellie walking in, in the snow we get like a flash of um, Nick Offerman playing Bill um, yep and we get to hear Ellie kind of giving the, the the speech of like you know everyone I've ever loved or cared about has left me you know everyone fucking except for you you know um, and that's when Joel hits her with it you know you have no idea what the loss is yeah, and you're like, oh shit, and um, yeah, and he killed yeah, that line too. Like that. it like, sounds just like him. Yeah, his his uh, I, I mean, I saw people nitpicking the shit out of it. Where they're like, he says the line too fast, and it's like, yeah, he does say it faster than Joel does, you know, because Joel was like, you have no idea what loss is, you know, and his was more just a statement of you have no idea what loss is, you know. Yeah, but it, but still, the voice was there. He does a pretty good. It sounded like Joel, you know. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think, was there any, oh yeah, we see him giving Ellie the pistol. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, that's a big moment in the game of like him trusting her, but yeah, it looks really good. Um, I was hoping maybe we'd get a, a like a, a peek at, we saw like some fungus on the wall, but I was hoping we'd get like a peek at one of the monsters, at one of the infected, mm -hmm. but nah, mm -hmm. they're going to hold that back. Mm -mm. I'm, I'm excited to see what the clickers look like. Yeah, give them to me. Yeah, because those ones look horrifying. Yeah, or if they show a bloater in there. Well, they have to, because in the story you fight one. Right. Well, I mean, they don't have to. Well, they should. Right. If they're going with the original story, I think they should. And now, it, it doesn't and have, it makes it sense. Have, Go ahead. I was going to say, it doesn't have to be tooth to nail, but, like, you know, you need to get pretty accurate to the storyline and that that's a big part of the storyline too yeah but uh yeah i don't know man it looks really good um what what, what else you've been thinking about other than organism 46b what did i tell you to write down the boys yes get sippy sip yeah get a little sip there. i'll join you 
The Boys. I finished it. It is single-handedly, I think, right now. It's riding so high on my list. <laughs> I love everything about it. It's like, like call me Bob. Like, <laughs> like, it's just too good. And I have so many questions for the fourth season, but I, I saw that they've already started recording or uh, filming the fourth season, which is really cool. But I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about anything because you want you're gonna finish it, and then we're gonna really start to dive in about it. But like yeah. for like the last since I finished it, like maybe like a week ago, that's all I've been able to talk about. <laughs> You're just a, like, you're just annoying with it. You're like it's a person. just on my mind. Yeah, like Morgan and I talk about that shit like day and night. Like day and night. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What have you been thinking about? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. I've been thinking about pass. Uh... <laughs> moving on. Uh... <laughs> uh, no, I've uh, last night actually. Yeah, we re-downloaded Alien Isolation, and you and I are playing that again. Yeah. And you've never played it, is that correct? No, that's correct. I've played bits and pieces, but I've never really sat down, played the game, start to finish. Yeah. And so it's fun, but I forgot how, like, kind of pretty tense and scary the beginning can be. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. the whole fucking thing's scary, bro. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I was going to say, like, I say that like it just stops being scary eventually. But as the game goes on, you do get, like, the flamethrower eventually, which doesn't kill the alien, but, it, like, kind of pushes it back. But even that's tense because you got limited fuel and shit. So there's times where like, all right, I just got to get to the end of this hallway, you know, and you just start sprinting. You're like, I'm just going for it. And you can hear it like <laughs> and you hear the stomping behind you. And you're like, <laughs> and you get, you know, whip around real quick and just <laughs> with the flamethrower and it screeches <laughs> and runs away. And you're like, oh, God, <laughs> and you hear it jump up into the and you're like, got the beep, beep, you know, on your fucking tracker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just like, good God, fuck. It's on me. <laughs> just the flamethrower. Yeah. Yeah, just blast it in the face of the flamethrower so it runs away, and you're just like, you thought, bitch, you know? And then <laughs> you're, you're crying like, while you're running. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fun, though. It's a game that I wish would get a sequel. Like, I'll come out and say that. I'll say it right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> but no, breaking said... news. Breaking news. Colin from Simply Won't Podcast thinks Alien Isolation could have gotten a sequel. <laughs> extra, extra, read all about, read it. about it. Excuse me, mister, did you hear the news? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the fucking war in Europe just ended. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> did you hear the news? <laughs> you got strangers kissing on the street. <laughs> no, so you said something last night while we were playing that actually made me think. Like, you were like, can you imagine, like, if this was co-op and you and I could play this together? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, like, I want more co-op horror games. Co-op horror is hard to pull off because, especially thinking about, like, the Outlast Trials and things like that, because it's hard to make having your friend experience it with you scary. Because you're like, well, it's part of the fear a lot of times is, like, the solitary part of it. But then I think about, like, GTFO. It does a really good job of being tense and scary. Yeah. And Labyrinthine, for sure. Yeah, I think for me, it's the aspect of you, you can't hurt it. Yeah, which, like, but I don't, don't know, because even weapon. in GTFO, but GTFO isn't like outwardly horrific. It's just creepy. Well, yeah, with GTFO, like getting around them and like trying not to disturb them, that's yeah, super scary. But then it does, it's not, not fight them. Right. But after that, 
like as soon as we're running back and we have to set up all the things and kill them, that's not scary to me. No. But like in Labyrinthine, you can't do anything. You can't hurt like you are strictly which is like Outlast, you're just you're running and hiding. Yeah. So I think like games like those creep me the fuck out because it's just like I, I mean do. if I just I'm I dead about Labyrinthine and us just being bitches playing that. Dude, <laughs> we might have to run through it again. I that's what I was thinking the other day. I was talking to Morgan about it and I was um, because I was trying to convince her, I was like, we should get her in on that. You know what I mean? Dude, but can you yeah. see her? Oh, dude, she would hide. She would run and just stop playing, just hide in the corner, facing at yeah. the ground. Or be between us, you know, like running through the corn maze in the second <laughs> yeah. chapter, where you know when we would just get dead silent and just start sprinting. She's dude, just between us, <laughs> or she's a track star. She's gone. We're left in the dust. You well, know? I don't know. Like, I'm, it's weird. You and I can literally be on the same level without talking to each other. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's like, especially in video games. And it's weird because, you know, like, we're not in the same room or anything. Like, it's not couch co-op. But, like, we can both be silent. And by your character's movement, I can be like, I know what's going on. Like, I'm, like, I'm on you like glue. I'm with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I always think about my favorite memory from us playing Labyrinthine. is just (laughs) when that fucking monster stepped out into the corn field like the corn maze uh like big opening yeah. you know yeah. and it starts coming towards us and i just blood curdling screamed Run! <laughs> i was gone i left your ass like Dude, yeah i know i gave you a warning i told you like run you know but i also took my own advice you know <laughs> yeah you were i was like did you Run! Did you, you were freaking the fuck out yeah and i mean i'm dead quiet i'm just running i was like did it get you and you're like no i'm right behind you i'm like oh okay yeah yeah it took me a second but i caught up to you and i was like damn he wasn't waiting for me no i was like well i i I, as soon as i ran into the corn in my head i was like well chris died you know (laughs) (laughs) well shit it got him you know well shit well shit yeah I did too. I was like, Rah! and I just dipped, and I was already sure that you were gone. And I was like, "Yeah, did it get you? Did it get you?" You're like, "No, I'm right behind you." And I turn around, and you're like, "In me." That <laughs> we'll have to talk about that game too, because I want to. I want to keep telling stories, but I feel like we're our audience is lost. <sighs> they better catch up, you know. Yeah. But no, you got got anything else you were thinking about? Or is that it? I mean, really, yeah, just uh, that's it with the boys. Uh, my my trip, um, I uh, it was a lot of fun. I just uh, partied hard and then got used sunscreen. Yeah, used sunscreen once on the first day, got super burnt, and then just said fuck it for the rest of like the four days we were there. Did and you so I came. Reapply? No, no. Yeah, that'll do you. So I, I came back and my skin was like third degree basically yeah you could have cooked an egg on his fucking just from the heat coming off that thing mm-hmm. scrambled baby scrambled Fuck. all right well we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support if you guys enjoyed this episode be sure to give it a great review tell your friends about us uh word of mouth obviously a big endorsement for us share us on social media uh mm-hmm. subscribe to us on whatever you're listening to this on whether it be spotify apple Podcasts, deezer any of those um Chris, if people want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions. How would they do that? Call us pussies, you know? Yeah, bingo. 
Yeah, of course. You could always reach out to us on our YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, Simply Whelmed Podcast. Our Twitter handle is whelmed underscore simply. And then, of course, you can send us an email at simplywhelmedmailbag at gmail.com. That's right. And I just want to go and say for the record that, like, I memorized that shit. I listened to that last episode. That's a, I don't write it down. I don't nothing. It's just I'll just start with one and just slowly work my way down. Just got that shit locked. Yeah, you you made that side comment, you know, saying how I was fucking up because I couldn't remember it. Really got to me. Said so you were fucking it up because you couldn't remember it. Yeah, because I kept not being able to remember it. Oh, 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 oh. So yeah, you you're talking early on. I was like, what? yeah, I didn't make that comment last week. What are you talking? About? <laughs> just you really got to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> but now, so next week, uh, we may have caught up on our TV shows by then. Better call Saul and the boys, but I don't know about that. I think we could. I think it's possible. Yeah, it's te- it's technically possible. Um, it'd be better off that I catch up on the boys, and you catch up to me on the Breaking Bad or on 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 Better Call Saul, uh, and then you and I together can finish Better Call Saul. That way, yeah. we can finish that. But yeah, we could talk about the boys still. So, anyways, yeah, who knows? We might be able to do that. Uh, but apparently, the new Stallone superhero movie on Amazon called Samaritan is worth a watch. So maybe okay. we maybe we check that out and talk about that. But honestly, sure. I wouldn't be opposed to doing another topic episode either. Like I enjoy doing these. Yeah, maybe we could do. Uh, we'll talk about. It. I don't know. I got a couple yeah. ideas. Yeah, but yeah, let us know what you think, guys. Uh, write in, tell us, tell us what you want to hear. Yeah. Tell Unless me. Uh, I I want to hear. I want. I want an email saying that they're glad to see that I'm back because Daddy's right. home. I got the milk. Like it's here. It's in my hand. You thought I was gone, but I'm back, baby. I thought he was done. I thought for sure. (laughs) Thought for sure the fucking uh, pack of Newport Kings was more important than his boy. But here he is. Mm -mm, I got the milk. (laughs) I got the cigarettes. (laughs) Let's play some ball. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next Wednesday. That's the end of the show, Chris. Totally goodbye. Bye. <laughs> but no, yeah, just fucking, I'm back, bitches. And you just get so yeah. many comments that are like, bring Morgan back. Get that shit yeah, out of here. Bring, <laughs> it's Becca, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Party's here! <laughs>